Regional Living Center again today, Dr. Randy. Glad to be with you along with Jennifer and Stephen and Gino and our Facebook friends. Thank you for joining us. You're always welcome to post. You know, you guys and ladies on Facebook have an opportunity to share with people all over the world. Tell them about the, the show. Um, and you can be an ambassador to get the word out about what we do here every day on Intentional Living. We've got some great callers from our comment line. We've got some live callers we're going to get to as well. If you want to share a question with me anytime or a comment about one thing that you're doing that's making a difference or one thing that has made a difference in your life intentionally, call our storyline at 888-888-1717. Love to hear from you. You know, a young man from Hazel Park, you're going to hear from him in a moment, Bradley, um, Hazel Park, Michigan, the, in the new 93.1 listing area in Metro Detroit, uh, called, and he makes a really important point as a young guy about uh, life is hard, God is good, and the importance of staying focused and being intentional every day. So let's get started. I want you to hear this uh, young man uh, from Michigan. Uh, so uh, go ahead and take a listen. My name is Bradley. I'm from a little city called Hazel Park. I'm really not nobody, but, you know, the smallest people can make the biggest changes. And this morning today, I've been listening to these people. lady wants to know if she should divorce her husband. This man wants to fix poverty. And those are all big, big, big things that it's hard to do, but it can be done. And 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 in the Bible it says that all through Christ all things are possible. So that should be a reminder for everybody that's listening to this station that it is possible. It may not be the way you think it's possible, but it's possible. And and all and life. I'm learning. I'm only 25 years old. I got a lot of life left in me, and and I'm figuring this out. And I'm glad I'm figuring out young that life is a constant fight. Not like a oh put up your fist and you know fight me, but like. To get where you want to go, you gotta give it some fight. You gotta give it everything you got. And then a lot of people also tend to forget that when you get there, that they just give up just because oh, I got it. You know, I did it all the work. Now you gotta fight again to keep where you're at, keep that mindset, to keep that kind of love in you. And then and, and decisions aren't aren't really just made over time right away. You know, you gotta you gotta give. It, I don't know, man. You gotta give it everything you got for those people that listen to the station. It's definitely life changing. There's wisdom in there, and there's, there's love in the music. There's there's passion in the people that are doing this, and I'm thankful for that because I I was going through a dark time, and I'm still fighting to get out of that dark time. And then the station kind of helped me, not like in like specifically, but because I got my my beautiful future wife, my beautiful beautiful astonishing kids, and I got God watching over us. And I just want you guys to know that whatever you're facing, whatever you're going through it may not be tomorrow may not be next week but it does and will get easier you'll figure it out because god god puts you where he wants you you have to learn what he gives you and you got to appreciate it to get to where you want to go guys thanks all right thank you uh bradley for sharing that with us uh, from hazel park i'm glad you're listening i'm glad uh as a young man you're making a decision that every day is an opportunity to well it's a fight it really is life is tough and uh, doing that next right one thing can be life-changing. So thank you for sharing that with us. All right, let's go to our phone calls. Uh, we go to, let me see, Mary Ann is uh, in Pennsylvania. Hi, Mary Ann, how are you? 
Hello, I'm very good. Thank you, Dr. Randy. Appreciate your call. You must be listening online. Yeah, uh, well, no, I'm on Family Life Radio right now. Oh, okay. All right, well, fantastic. And you're listening, though, on the computer? Uh, through, well, I guess it is through the cell phone, so I use yeah. the app. Yeah, there you go. Well, glad I'm glad you're listening. Uh, what's, what's your comment or question? Well, I, I'm just new to the program, and I was just interested. You were talking about intentional living, mm-hmm. and I tend to be the kind of person I am just so busy all the time, and I think I'm making a difference, but I'm not doing anything intentional. And I just wanted to know what that looks like and, and how do you do that, you know, with mm-hmm. like our relationships or our finances or, you know, just, just life, our jobs and everything. So, you, so you're a busy person. You have a checklist of things you're doing at the, throughout the day, but feeling a little bit like, where is it taking me? Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. If I were to ask you, what, what are some goals that God has placed in your life? you have some? Oh, well, my biggest goal is to share Jesus. You know, anytime, anywhere, friends, family, co-workers, just people I meet. Mm-hmm. Uh, that uh, is my heart. Uh, but I just, you know, you were, you know, share, people shared about their marriages and what was good and what wasn't good. And I, I those examples were wonderful and very helpful. Um, but just like... Um, like how, I you know, is that what intentional living mm-hmm. is? Is it just, the, is it having goals and, and aiming for goals, like in the different areas of our lives? That, that's, a, that's a great question. Um, I'm, thank you for setting me up, Marianne, because it gives me a chance to really revisit what intentional living is. Um, in its simplest form, intentional living is every day being clear that we want to experience life the way God intended for us to experience life. And that not only includes things like uh, God intends for us, if you read scripture, not to live in the bondage uh, to debt, right? The Bible teaches that. Many people, we live above our means. We got, we got financial bondage in our life. And I know we all are at different stages financially, but living in, in financial bondage when we don't have to Come on, that isn't God's intention. Uh, Being in a marriage where we're being critical of each other and fighting with each other and not being able to communicate with each other, that is not God's intention. Um, Being disrespectful of our kids, not disciplining, holding them accountable uh, as a parent, that's not God's intention. And so intentional living is not about perfection. It's about figuring out what pleases Christ, as the scripture says, and then doing it. Now, Okay, on a very practical level, here's what intentional living is. Every day, we should have before us uh, a goal or an intention, whatever it is. Let's say it's we realize that God's revealed that our finances, that's really an area that's not being honoring to Him. It's out of whack in our life. Every day, we're going to start one thing today that I'm going to do to start being intentional with our finances. Not using a credit card. Maybe that's the one thing. Or maybe today's the day I'm going to sit down and get a budget. I'm going to put all the numbers on the sheet of paper. That's my one thing today. Or my one thing today is to not spend the money on the thing that I thought about yesterday because I know that's not helping me to get to where I need to go. And then following through with our daily habits. Daily intention 
and daily habits. You want to have a better marriage? Hey, listen, every day you have clear expectations. You have loving words. You build into that marriage with faithfulness and you have the right kind of daily habits. I believe, and I've seen it, that you can change your life, you can change your marriage by every day having the kind of daily habits that will bring honor to Christ and benefit to you and to your family and to those that you love. That's really what intentional living is. And I want to say this, because this is really, really important. We're not talking about salvation here. Being intentional doesn't get you saved. It's only through Jesus Christ recognizing that we are sinners giving our life to him completely, that we can have eternal life. But as a follower of Christ, what does the Bible say? Jesus says, for those who love me, you will do what I say. And so as we understand scripture when it comes to our finance, to our marriage, to our work, to our health, and then every day having one thing, not 20 things, but one thing that will strengthen me and draw me closer to Christ in that one area, that really is intentional living. It really is. All right, hope that helps. I'm glad you're listening online in Pennsylvania. Spread the word there, Marianne, to other friends across the state. Let's take a break, and we'll be right back. This is Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners just like you. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio, but it is intended to help you live an intentional life in Jesus Christ. At the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night with Dr. Randy Carlson, you'll reconnect with your spouse all over again. Our spiritual plane allows us to have these connection points. So the more connection points you can develop in marriage, the better. It says that opposites attract, but similarities and connection points are what bond. Join Dr. Randy for the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night to find out how to form a bond with your spouse that will transform your marriage. Hi, this is Dr. Randy Carlson. You'll have a lot of fun, I promise as we learn together the secret to an intimate marriage. Join me for the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night as we explore God's intention for your relationship as a couple. Time is running out. Get your tickets today for the Intentional Love Marriage Date Night, Saturday, March 2nd at 7 p.m. at the Auburn Hills Christian Center. For tickets, go to theintentionallife.com right now. That's theintentionallife.com. Yes, indeed. Only tickets available now for Auburn Hills uh, in Metro Detroit uh, for March the second. And last word I saw, we have less than we we have less room than for thirty couples left, and uh, we'll be full for the auditorium. So anyway, uh, we're sorry we have to cut it off, but we do when we reach that capacity because we don't want to overfill, obviously. Uh, so everybody gets comfortable and have a good evening. Uh, coming up next week, March second, Auburn Hills, Michigan. In the new 93.1 listing area, tickets available today by going to theintentionallife.com. That's theintentionallife.com. Certainly love to meet you, get a chance to shake your hand, and we'll have our resources there, and some of our team can have a good evening. Okay, we're, uh, we're dipping into the comment line. We get questions and comments from all over the country. We get to share some of them with you today. Uh, This is an interesting comment that comes uh, from Lori in Texas. I wonder what you think about this. Take a listen. I just wanted to 
tell you something my mom did that I'm so thankful for. Uh, when I graduated college, I called her and I said, hey, I think I'm going to stay out here in the town where the college was for a little while. And she said, you can do whatever you want now. We're done. And she cut off finances at that day. And I appreciate that so much because it did make me get out and I knew exactly what she meant. I provided the tools. You've got your education. Go build your life. And so I just want to encourage parents in that. Kick your kids out of the nest because kids don't wean themselves. Parents have to wean the kids. Let them make it on their own. Ah, what do you think about that? What do you think about that, Jennifer? Just, it's over. Hey, Mom, love you. See you at Thanksgiving. Uh, goodbye. <laughs> well, this is definitely a different time. Um, I do agree with it to a point. Um, I had a really bad upbringing, so I was on my own at 16. So mm -hmm. it was um, fight or flight. I had to do it or, or you know. You mean to work and everything? You yeah, were completely on I, your own. I was on my own paying bills. Um, I would crush cans. I had a job, and I was going to school. Um, huh. And so I crushed the cans to earn money to buy my cap and gown. And I had a, a job so I could pay bills. And so I was I was doing it at a very young age before I was 18. Oh. And um, so that, Would that help you or hurt you now? I know I, that's not the way it necessarily should be. Well, but I would love to not be working. Um, <laughs> being, being retired would be great. Uh, but I've been working a long time. But I think it really built a lot of character for me. And um, um, it... You know, I I had to grab myself by the bootstraps and you know take care of myself. But I, not to say that there weren't wonderful people along the way. Yeah. Uh, God put a lot of wonderful folks to give me a helping hand. Interesting. All right. I didn't know that. Thank you for sharing that. Oh, you're uh, welcome. Uh, I I think it's a great thing. I would only encourage <laughs> I would only encourage you, Lori, and other moms and dads, if you're going to do that, give them a warning at least. Just say, hey, listen, we'll help you through school, and when you graduate, you're on your own, and uh, so that's the way it is. Not the last phone call. Hey, Mom, how's it going? <laughs> Do you have, like, bus money to send them home for Thanksgiving? No, 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 you can hitchhike. You know, you're on your own. All right. Uh, anyway, that's an, that'd be an interesting show. What did, what did Mom and Dad, that'd be a fascinating show. R write that down, Stephen. What did Mom and Dad teach you about money that you wish they hadn't, <laughs> or or you're glad they did. We'll do that. We'll do that another day. How's that sound? Okay, we're we're hearing from questions around the country, and uh, here's a question coming in. I think from uh, from Arizona. Hi, my name is uh, Michaela, and I've got a ten year old who likes to talk back or tell us no all the time, and if we get on him about it, he will act like the victim, act like we're accusing him of everything, and it'll just be this emotional blow-up. We've tried to take it away video games, take it away toys that he likes to play with. It feels like no matter what we do, he will just continue to talk back. Even, like you say, please stop talking, he talks over us and will continue whatever we're telling him to stop doing. And it's frustrating it upsets my husband it upsets myself and we're not really too sure what to do i've been listening to your radio station for a couple months now and i like everything that everyone says and it's been real helpful but yeah i just wanted to know 
really, you know, what, what should we do? What should we try that maybe we haven't thought of? Well, Michaela, listen, God love you. There's many parents listening uh, who have disrespectful kids. Uh, just a couple comments. Sometimes it could be within the child's own personality. There's something going on in their life personally that needs to be dealt with. Other times what we see is that disrespectful children, and I, and I don't know your situation, so I'm just I'm saying this in general, uh, but sometimes we see disrespectful children growing up in homes that have disrespectful parents. And what I mean by that is children learn from the parents. And if they hear themselves being talked to in certain ways, they assume that they can talk back that way to the parent, right? Now, I didn't do that. I didn't grow up that way. My parents were not disrespectful toward me, and I didn't never disrespectful toward them. I'm not wired that way. But some kids are, frankly. They're just wired in such a way that it doesn't take much to fire them up, and they need more in attention and intention in parenting to hold them accountable. Disrespect is not something that should be tolerated in the family. There needs to be consequences. Disrespectful children will lose certain things that they like, their video games or activities with, uh, with friends, um, or they can have a little quiet time by themselves. And when they choose to be more respectful, they can come back out and be a part of the family, holding them accountable. But it's important as parents that we set the environment for kids where they feel respected as well. And if that's occurring, then, of course, uh, you got to look at the, uh, the discipline side. But I will tell you this, um, in this day and age, we, got, we live in a culture today that's totally disrespectful. We got disrespect on TV. We got disrespect in the streets of America. We got disrespect to parents, to authority, to leadership. Come on. Uh, and as, uh, as a culture, we become very disrespectful. So what do we expect? from a 10-year-old. Come on. And so uh, taking that responsibility is, uh, is important. All right. Thank you, Michaela. I appreciate that. Uh, let's uh, go next. I think we got a comment from uh, from Arizona. Go right ahead. Hi, this is Rob in Peoria, Arizona. I was thinking about your question, like when I feel most loved. I think uh, I know it's true. Um, I make coffee at night, and my wife brings me a cup of coffee almost every morning. Honest to goodness, that does something to me more than anything else that she could do. I love her for that. Mm. I'll tell you what, my wife loves coffee every morning, I, but she likes to make it herself. But she has, I don't drink coffee, but she has trained me on which button to push. Okay? So, <laughs> I'm, let's take a break. I'm a button pusher, in other words. Well, let me ask you one final question. You've been uh, gracious with your time, Gary. We appreciate that. When you look back at all these years of um, speaking, teaching hundreds of thousands of people, and what changes have you seen in the lives of people? And are you seeing things in the current culture in which we're living today, uh, which you find different than maybe when you first wrote this book uh, decades ago? Well, first of all, I'm greatly encouraged by the number of people who have been helped by the book. You know, I wrote the book with non-Christians in mind, as well as Christians, uh, so that I didn't want the, Christian, the non-Christian to read the first chapter and see a whole bunch of scripture verses and say, this is a religious book and throw it away. 
And, and that is that. The book has gone into the secular world as well as the Christian world. And I, every time I speak anywhere, I will have some couples come up afterwards and say to me, Gary, we just wanted to share with you that book, Satan. 10 years ago, 15 years ago, whatever, we were ready to give up. Somebody gave us the book, the lights came on, and we realized how we were missing each other. We took the quiz, we started speaking each other's language. It literally saved our marriage. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that is super, super encouraging. Uh, secondly, in terms of the differences today, I think even though our culture has changed radically, there's no question about that. And there's far more pressures and things that allow us to be pulled in different directions today. But the human need for emotional love is still fundamental yeah. to our emotional well-being. It's not Christians and non-Christians, I think, for the most part, that one of our deepest emotional needs is the need to feel loved by the significant people in our lives. Mm-hmm. So I think the love language concept is just as needed today, will be needed a hundred years from now, Christ doesn't come back, as it is today because it does help us meet that need. That's Dr. Gary Chapman. I know it may have been a little hard to hear that. That was uh, an interview I did with him online uh, from his home in in North Carolina. Uh, And we've taken that audio and my entire interview and loaded it up onto our exclusive platform for our Intentional Living Monthly members, uh, where you get access on demand to that and all of our teaching from the last couple of years. But I told the team I'd like to uh, make Gary's book available to those who are coming to be a part of the Intentional Living journey with us and your monthly support. We appreciate it. We need it. It helps. Uh, And thanks to those of you who are monthly supporters and have been so, so faithful over the years. Appreciate it. But as you join us now, we'll make sure you get that, uh, that book and access so you get on demand all the content from Intentional Living. It's a brand new, just started this last month. So just uh, go to theintentionallife.com, theintentionallife.com. This is just for this month to get this book, and we're getting near the end of the month. So uh, go ahead and get a hold of us, theintentionallife.com, or call during West Coast Business Hours, 888-888-1717, Okay? And uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, let's go to... Uh, Ruby in New Mexico. Looks like you need some help there. Ruby, what's going on? Hello. The reason I'm calling is because I was listening to your radio station tonight, and I'm kind of devastating. I have um, a problem with addiction of credit cards, and I've tried not to use them. And I just told my husband tonight that I used them up to $7,000. He's very upset. I am very upset and disappointed of myself, and I'm just praying that God will help me with this addiction. Mm. Ruby, listen, you the first step in any addiction is to acknowledge I have a problem and I need help. And then, of course, an important step is to stay away or take out of your line of sight the the things that can trigger the addiction. If a person has problems with alcohol, they're probably not wise to be going into bars. If you got a problem with pornography, probably wise not to be on the internet. 
if you got a problem with credit cards, you're probably wise not to have one. So cutting it up, getting rid of it, holding yourself accountable, get it out of your access to it. That's the first step. And, and recognizing and then putting accountability in place. And maybe the accountability is if you paid up $7,000, you're going you're gonna to go pay that off yourself. Maybe you're going to say, I'm going to have to get a job and pay for that. I'm going to have to take on extra hours. I'm going to have to pay for that. I don't think sometimes we deal with issues in our life until we feel the pain associated with the consequence of the decision we made. And uh, I hear the hurt, but taking that responsibility to get it out of your, out of your way. As one, one person told me one time they took a coffee can, you know, they get the Folgers coffee can, they empty it out and they put the credit card in there in the water. They fill water into the, the can with the credit card and then they freeze the whole can and so they know they can't get to the credit card until the thing thaws out, which takes probably, what, two days? And then the question is, after two days, do I still want the thing that I'm going to buy? I think many of us would discover that uh, at that point, not so much. Not so much. All right. Um, do we have time uh, for um, Samantha in Michigan? Uh, go right ahead. So I'm listening to the radio uh and he asked, what makes you feel the most loved? So I think what makes me feel the most loved is knowing that, one, I have an everlasting God that is always there, always watching over me, always protecting me, giving me the strength that I need. And then what also makes me feel loved is having Christian friends and family that will drop what they're doing and pray with me, pray for me, and they know that I will do the same for them. So I feel like knowing that I have that kind of insider of people, that makes me feel loved, and knowing that people will drop what they're doing to mm. help me. Yeah, that's a great call. You know, that's off of our storyline. We get so many people who call and respond to the shows that we talk about when you feel most loved in marriage. When do you feel most loved? Hey, today we've shared some live calls. We took some things from our storyline. Just wanted to dip in there and let you hear what people are talking about. And uh, we always enjoy hearing from you. If you have a question that you would like to have me address on the air, you can leave that question on our storyline right now. Or if you have a comment or one thing that's made a difference in your life, uh, intentionally, go ahead and share it at 888 uh, and also, as you go to the website at theintentionallife.com, we have resources available for you, information on becoming a member of the Intentional Living family. And for those of you who are joining us at the upcoming Intentional Love Marriage Date Night, uh, again, East Lansing is sold out, as you'll see online, but uh, the Auburn Hills, we have just room for another 20 or 30 couples, and that's it. Then we're going to have to close, uh, close that out uh, because we'll be full. Uh, coming up next week, March 2nd, go to theintentionallife.com. Hey, we love you guys. Glad to be with you here from the Intentional Living Center. Thank you, Jennifer and Stephen and Gino and to all of our Facebook friends who are joining us today. Thank you for being there. Spread the word. We'd love to, to uh, hear from you as well. Your comments are always welcome or your questions. So for the entire family, including my wife, Donna, I'm Dr. Randy. Have a fantastic day. Continue to trust the Lord. We'll be back tomorrow. We've got some great calls, some great things to share with you. Don't miss it tomorrow on Intentional Living.